and welcome to another episode of the Bumper to Bumper Plates podcast. I'm Rob Veltri, and this is the fitness podcast where I talk about one topic while I'm sitting in traffic on my drive home from work. It's yet again a lovely day on the Belt Parkway, so it's time for me to get started because I'm not moving at all. So we'll see how far I make it today. On today's episode, we're going to talk about training the lower leg. And what I mean by that is the area of our leg below our knee, right? Calf, all that good, all that good stuff. Uh, most of the time when people train lower body, they'll train their legs, they'll do quad, they'll train their quads, they'll train their hamstrings, glutes, they'll do squats, deadlifts, leg extensions, leg curls, leg presses, things like that, which are all great exercises, of course. Um, but, and obviously that is important if you want to get your legs strong, but the lower leg also matters too. Right? And a lot of the times when people do that, they will not treat the lower leg um, like the muscles in the upper leg, but yet they are muscles, they are skeletal muscle, they do act the same way, they do get stronger pretty much the same way. Right, So um, that's what we're going to get into. So first things first, I'm just going to talk about three muscles that, today, that's it. There's a lot of different muscles in the lower leg, a lot of smaller ones that control the foot and the ankle as well. Um, we're going to talk mainly about three of them. Right, so with the lower leg, we're going to focus on... First, the muscles of the back part of the lower leg, which will be our gastrocnemius and our soleus, which are the two muscles that make up the calf muscle, right? The gastrocnemius is the bigger of the two muscles. It's a little bit more visible on your leg. It kind of makes that little like triangle or diamond shape, whatever whatever you want to look at it. It's somebody on the back of the leg, Um, but it's the bigger one. And then the soleus is a smaller muscle. It's not as visible normally as the gastrocnemius, and it kind of lies under the gastrocnemius. Um, So those are the two of the calf muscles that we're going to talk about today. We're also going to talk about the tibialis anterior, which is a muscle in the front part of the leg, kind of on the lateral portion of the tibia. Um, and it is an important muscle and it can be trained and it's kind of been popularized late, you know, over the last couple of years because of the knees over toes guy. He's a big proponent of training the tibialis anterior. I'm not going to talk too much about him because he blocked me on Instagram for stupid reasons because uh, he can't take a joke. Anyway, that's <laughs> beside the point, but that is a, and it's still an important muscle that we're going to talk about, Um, but it is a long muscle that runs along the leg. Like I said, kind of the lateral part of the tibia. If you pull your toes up, you can probably feel it move, right? That it will be the tibialis anterior. So those three muscles are mainly what we're going to talk about today. Okay. Why they're important, how they can help, um, and how you get them stronger, right? Which is always important. So let's get into that, right? So the, excuse me, we're going to talk about the functions of each one, right? So first, we're going to talk about the calf muscle, the gastrocnemius and the soleus. Predominantly, those are responsible for what we would call plantar flexion. Plantar flexion is when you are standing up on your toes, pretty much, right? Your toes stay on the floor, your, the ball of your foot stays on the floor for the most part, and your heels come up. Okay, that is plantar flexion. So you're planting the your toes into the ground, the front part of your foot. That's kind of always how I remembered it, right? Easy way to do it. Um, so that's mainly what they do. I mean, there are other things that they do as well. They're, they are involved in some sort of, and a little bit of knee flexion too, but mainly we're going to talk about just the plantar flexion aspect. And these are important because these muscles do attach to the Achilles, to the Achilles tendon. And generally, if you have stronger calves, the chances of you having some sort of an Achilles injury might not be as high. Again, that's not a guarantee. Of course, I'm not a doctor. I've said that before, but generally speaking, they might not be as high if you have stronger and more developed muscles that are a little bit more resilient in the lower part of your leg, right? So those are important too. So plantar flexion is, is mainly what we're talking about. Heels come up, toes stay down. On the opposite side of it, tibialis anterior, it does just the opposite of that, right? Toes come up, heel stays down, or pulling your toes in towards your shin, which is what we would call 
dorsiflexion. Okay, so dorsiflexion is just the opposite of plantar flexion. Again, our toes will come up and our heels will stay down. Uh, generally speaking, it is a little harder to do that. Those, that muscle is not as strong as the calf muscle, but that's okay because it is still trainable and it is still uh, it is still possible for that to get stronger. All right, so now let's talk about how to train it. So how to train both, I should say. Uh, we'll start with the calf because the calf is simple. Um, there aren't there aren't a ton of different variations that I think are are super necessary. I think your standard calf raise is important. So, but I'll talk about different styles of calf raises as well. So when we talk about a standing calf raise, meaning you have your feet, the four, the four foot, I can't speak today, sorry. <laughs> the four foot is on um, maybe a little wedge or it's on a plate or it's standing on something so that your heels are floating off the ground. You bring your heels down towards the ground and then you drive your, your toes into the ground and bring your heels upward, right? That would be a calf raise. A lot of gyms will have machines for this where you could step onto a platform, have like some pads on your shoulders, stand up and then do your standing calf raises that way. Um, they are, <clears throat> excuse me, you can also do them uh, if you don't have that machine, if you have or at a gym that doesn't have a calf raise machine or if you train from home like I do. Um, what I like to do is put a plate, like a, a bumper plate on the floor, stand on the bumper plate, hold on to, a, you know, have a heavy dumbbell in my hand and then do the calf raises that way. Um, I think, or, you know, two heavy dumbbells in my hand rather. Um, that is how I like to train my my calves when I'm not at a gym that doesn't have some sort of a calf machine. Um, now, when you do it standing or with a straight leg, rather, um, generally speaking, it can target the gastrocnemius a little bit more. Okay, uh, again, both muscles are going to be working no matter what, uh, but the gastrocnemius might be working a little bit more when you are in a standing position because there are other ways to do calf raises as well. So another way you could do a calf raise could be from a seated position, right? A lot of machine, you'll see a machine like that in the gym that has a chair, uh, has a little pad that you would put your knees under the pad. And then again, it has a little bar for you to put your toes or your, the ball of your foot on. And from there you can unrack some weight and then do some calf raises that way while you're in a seated position, okay? That would generally help the soleus get a little bit stronger, okay? Because uh, again, it's both muscles are working, but generally if you want to train, if you want to target or bias those muscles, that's a good way you could do it, standing and sitting. So there are benefits to doing both a standing calf raise, or I'll put it this way, a straight leg calf raise and a bent leg calf raise, because you can also do calf raises in like a split squat position, which I've done in the past, which I think are really useful too. So you would have one foot forward, one foot back, both legs would be bent around 90 degrees, have that front foot again on a plate or on something where you can bring your heels down and drive your heels upward. All right, that is another way to train the, uh, a calf raise as well. Um, so like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll categorize it as a straight leg calf raise, which would be standing most of the time or a seated calf raise, or bent leg calf raise, which is most of the time be seated. The reason why I classify it that way is because you can do a seated straight leg calf raise on a leg press machine. I've seen that happen before where people put their feet out towards the bottom of the calf, I'm sorry, of the leg press platform. They would push their legs out and then they would do their calf raise that way. Technically that's seated, but it is also straight leg. So there is a difference there. So we'll categorize it as straight leg calf raise and bent leg calf raise. <clears throat> So any of those would be great. Like I said, uh, the machine, doing it on a plate, doing it in a seated position. If you don't have a, uh, a seated calf raise machine, you can take dumbbells, place them right behind your knees while you're sitting on a bench or sitting on a chair or whatever, and have your foot up on something like a plate or anything else so that your heels can go down toward the ground and you can drive them upward that way. That is a way to do a seated calf raise, which you do not, uh, which you, in which you don't have like a, a, a gym 
machine for it. Uh, that's how I've done it as well too. So like I said, bent leg, straight leg, those are all good. Those will make those calves stronger, makes, make them a little bit more resilient. Um, now going over to the tibialis anterior. Again, it's pretty simple to train the tibialis anterior. Uh, any type of dorsiflexion can do that. All right, so any type of exercise where the, the, the load is being moved in the direction of your toes coming upward. So one way that, that I've done it before and that I've had other people do is a wall leaning tib raise. Um, and again, the knees over toes guy. Listen, again, I'm not, I'm not gonna go too much about him because I, I think he, I actually think he puts out good information. I think I've said that before about him. Um, like I said, I think he blocked me for a dumb reason, but that's okay. He's not the only person who have blocked me for making jokes on Instagram, whatever, people are sensitive. But anyway, uh, I do think he puts out good information. I don't, obviously I, I don't see his Instagram stuff. I do see his YouTube videos. Um, and he's, he's a big proponent, pro, God, I'm sorry, I can't speak today, but he really pushes the tib, tibialis anterior uh, training often. So wall leaning tib raises, you would be have your feet out in front of you, maybe like eight to 10 inches off the wall. You could start because the closer your feet are to the wall, the easier it's gonna be. You'll, you would, are leaning up on the wall and basically from there, you just keep your heels on the ground and, and drive your toes up and bring them up towards your shin. I always say try to pull the toes toward the shin. Doing that uh, could give you a good challenge. Again, the farther you get your feet away from the wall, the harder it's going to be, but that's a good way to do a, a standing version of any sort of tibialis anterior exercise is that wall leaning tib raise. Um, another thing you could do is um, either with a resistance band or if you have like some access to like smaller resistance bands that you can tie dumbbells or wrap dumbbells around your feet or any sort of plate around your feet. You could do standing tib raises that way where you're literally just have a weight on your feet, on top of your feet, and you're pulling them upward that way. Or you could do it sitting down with your legs straight out. Again, two different ways to do it. Straight leg, bent leg, you could do it as well. And again, both will help. Um, the reason why uh, the knees over toes guy is really big on tibialis anterior and why it's important to train it is he claims that, and again, I don't, I don't know that much about him right now. I haven't paid too much attention to him. Uh, this is just over the last couple of years of what I've noticed from him. He claims that having that muscle be strong can help with your knee pain. It can help bulletproof your knees, which I hate that phrase, but anyway, it can help with knee pain. Now, again, we don't know how true that is. Um, it's, there's, there's not a lot of research on it. Yes, there are people who have claimed that it helps their knee pain. So sure, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say it's bad. I think it's a good exercise. You could try it. If you have knee pain, it might make your knees feel a little bit better. Um, if you you want to get that muscle stronger regardless it's always good to have that muscle stronger anyway so it's it's not necessarily going to heal your knee or make it feel 100 percent, but it might help with the pain a little bit it might help ease some sort of discomfort in the knee in that area so again what i said i mentioned this before and i want to expand on it here but you need to treat these muscles like any other muscle in the body so what i what i feel people commonly do when they're training their calf or their tib is that they'll do super high reps with not a lot of weight. That seems to be really common, which that's fine if you wanna you know, chase sort of, sort of endurance adaptation to it, but if you're looking to get stronger to get some hypertrophy or have your calves grow a little bit so you don't have skinny calves like me, um, then you're gonna need to do it a little bit heavier. You're gonna need to train like other muscles, right? If I told you that if you just wanted to get bigger arms, you just need to do lightweight and high rep, like. Eh, you might your, your arms might grow a little bit from that, um, but they're not really going to get as bigger or as strong as they could if you started to train them a little bit heavier with some lower rep schemes like any other muscle in the body. So again, a common mistake that I see there is that they will 
people will not train them that hard. They'll ge generally just kind of chase a pump there and kind of move on, which again, is not the end of the world. It's better than not training those muscles at all. But if you are the type of person who wants to grow their calves or make their lower leg look bigger and not have skinny calves like a lot of guys, including myself um, and a lot of girls, let's be honest, people have skinny calves, it is what it is, um, then yeah, you got to train it a little bit heavier, right? You got to push some weight there. Um, I, I personally don't do it all that much, which is why if you saw me in shorts, you would think I skip leg day because I have skinny calves, but whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll fall back on the I have long tibias excuse and then uh, tell everybody else to shut up. But... <laughs> No, just kidding. In all seriousness, um, you do want those muscles to grow. You got to train them heavier. You got to train them hard. You got just like any other muscle. You got to have some progressive overload involved as well, and give it enough exposure and enough attempts at training it. You know, and increase the frequency so that it can grow and it can have that adaptation. All right. So having said that, I'm going to wrap this up a little bit today. It's about 13 minutes in. Um, we have made it 1.6 miles today. Not too bad. Again, that's that's really been the consistent average lately. Uh, 1.6 miles. But anyway, wrapping all of this up, okay, training the lower leg. We got the gastrocnemius and soleus that make up our calves. You have our tibialis anterior, which are on the other side of the calves. They do help control the foot and ankle. They do have attachments on the Achilles tendon. Um, they are important to make to get stronger if you want healthier ankles, healthier knees, healthier lower leg in general. Um, so yeah, like any other muscle, don't ignore them. Train them hard. Try to get them to grow. Try to get them to get stronger. And You'll be, feeling you'll be feeling pretty good if, if, uh, if you're successful with that. So having said that, guys, thanks for listening, uh, and I'll see you next week.